0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue wire. Think about all it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliot. Dodge the eye of this national championship win.
1: A deep throw by Lawrence,
0: a lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson.
1: Welcome into episode 119 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson. A long time. My co-host Joshua Perry. And man, we've got some things to talk about this week. Let me just tell you that much. Uh, there's some things that have happened in terms of you know, football on the NFL side, but also college, there's been some moves, there's been some firing. So Joshua, we've got a lot to, to chat about here, my friend.
0: No, it's a it's a hefty week. I I will say we've been blessed during the offseason to have like a, a consistent news cycle of things yeah. to talk about, because this is a part of the uh, the year, the calendar where we start to get in the weeds on topics. Yep. And then we've got spring football coming back for a lot of schools here pretty soon. So we're I, f- I feel like we're, we're going to be pretty good.
1: We're moving right along here. So we'll start with kind of the big news this week. Les Miles uh, currently, or should I say was currently, or was the head coach at Kansas, has been fired this week and you're maybe wondering well what happened well if you look back at anything in the past couple of days you've seen that there was an investigation launched at LSU where he was the former coach um so supposedly Joshua the word is is that they were looking back into like the 2013 season yeah it was an internal investigation um The school accused Miles of inappropriate behavior towards female students, including Mm -hmm. yeah, allegations that he contacted some via Facebook um, and text and met him off campus alone and kissed one of them. I mean, this is beyond me that this is even like something that happened. But yeah,
0: it's a bad situation.
1: I, I mean, are you I will ask you this. Are you at at any point surprised that this came out?
0: I wouldn't be surprised that a a coach behaved in this manner, um, which is a shame. But I think that there is this certain power complex, this dynamic um, of I can get away with it that -hmm. exists. Um, I I think the wild part about it too is how careless it is to use like Facebook or text messages to, um, to do this type of thing. Like I would just think that uh, somebody of his status, if you're going to do wrong, you would do it in a way that, um would maybe cover your tracks a little bit better right so um i I, it's just it's troubling and the fact of the matter too now is we kind of see what players from lsu have been accused of doing and now we see that les miles was um accused of doing some really egregious things at lsu like maybe that was the culture there maybe there was this culture of um a lack of respect toward yeah. females on campus, um, parts of the student body, and it's it's manifested in a number of different ways.
1: Yeah, I, it you just nowadays there's so much that's coming out, and it's it's all stuff from the past, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this isn't just in regards to football. There's been so much stuff in just you know the entertainment business, and yes, that there have been things that happened 10, 15 years ago, even. And now it's just starting to come out because it has been such a culture of, you know, uh, not going to say anything because we don't want to get fired or we don't want to have a good have old boys game. club.
0: You just sweep it under the rug right. and, you know, you protect your own type situation.
1: And that's really what it seems like happened here, especially, you know, when you're winning football games, right. And it's like, you can do no wrong. That's right. kind of the, the, the vibe you get and I think that I think it's fair to say it probably is is happening at other places or it did happen sure. at other places um, you might not ever find out that that was the case but in this case it, it has come out and what really kind of irks me is the fact that I don't know if you know this but he has a, a young daughter yeah who is in the business actually and who was doing reporting for Kansas shameful yeah I, I just and... what do you say to your daughter?
0: Yeah, I don't know how you would address that. And the thing that you mentioned that I think is probably the most alarming thing is that um, he's probably not the only one. Mm-hmm. And you like, how do you come forward with that and and not seem like somebody who's clout chasing or somebody who is making up an allegation? Um, I, I feel like universities have been uh, known whether they did it on purpose or whether it was a byproduct of their investigations and how they handle some of these things and i put that in air quotes for people who aren't going to see the video of this um <laughs> to protect those people to yeah. protect coaches who have been accused or players who have been accused of some of these egregious acts and um i'm just hoping that we get to a point where um that power dynamic doesn't exist and and folks can feel like They can come forward and be Mm -hmm. served justice Mm -hmm. instead of having to sit back and watch somebody who um, who did them wrong Mm -hmm. continue to be successful. Now, I think there are two really interesting things that have come out of this is, number one, the Kansas AD basically said that Les Miles lied because there was a question during the interview process of have you been under investigation by other schools or have you been in trouble? And Les simply replied no. Uh, which we now know to be untrue. The second part about it, and this is the wild part, like I, I and I, I credit agents in mm-hmm. this business because they always figure out a way to make sure that their clients paid, yeah. but they're paying him two million dollars to disappear.
1: Absolutely, like it's crazy.
0: Yeah, like you, you get to just mess up, and he was terrible too. It, oh, it was not yeah. like he's. And it wouldn't make it any better. It wouldn't make it any different. But it, it's not so. like he was a a coach that was putting them in a new year's six bowl game you know as kansas or whatever it's not like he was even a 500 coach they didn't win a game he's terrible he's also a terrible human but he's going to get a two million dollar payday to disappear oh my gosh it's wild
1: disgusting that's the word i'm going to use because it it, it really does disgust me
0: yeah i mean it, it should like that's the feeling people should have
1: here's my question to you then. i mean is he ever back in coaching again
0: He Well, now he's he's over the hill, you know, uh, hair dye, shoe polish and um uh, Botox and facelifts, you know, so I think he's he might be past his prime as a coach in the first place. But I think if he was a younger, more successful coach, he would have found his way back. And not only would he have found his way back, it would have become a redemption story. You know, he would have aligned himself. And this is exactly what would happen. He would have aligned himself with a women's advocacy group. He would have donated money. He would have spent time. He would have gone on speaking tours. Mm-hmm. He would have uh, asked for forgiveness and he would have done everything he could to pr- to repair his image. And then somebody would have hired him because he had been washed clean. I put that in air quotes and yep. he's a productive coach. And so to answer your question, less, probably not. But if it was somebody else who who might have a little bit more tread on the tire, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: That's what's crazy. Uh, But you're right. You're spot on. I mean, anybody a little younger who maybe hadn't hit that point where it's just, you know, it's kind of time to probably retire. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you just clean him up a little. I mean, it's kind of like the Hugh Free situation in a way. Boy. Right. He's
0: like the wonder coach now, too, which is just crazy to me. He's a slime ball.
1: Well, and he went to Liberty at that point. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're the ones who get, I know. (laughs) They're not
0: going to get too far in the weeds on that one, but but come on now.
1: Funny because they pride themselves on being like this like great, but we really know what it is.
0: Hugh Freeze is probably on them yacht trips too. (laughs)
1: Yacht rot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Uh, gosh. Yeah, you know, we could we could pick on coaches every day here because they deserve it. They do, they They, deserve it
0: they make too much money for us to not pick on them. Like they're not free from criticism. I'm going to say what I like to say about them and not feel bad about it.
1: Yeah. And we give the coaches that deserve credit. We give them credit too. All the time. So we, we do it both ways. We're just honest here on press pass.
0: The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news we dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy from big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the fed marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to listen to marketplace wherever you get your podcast
1: you've got some interesting news to update us with in terms of the big 10 huh
0: Yes, news coming out of the Big Ten today, actually. I want to read this tweet correctly. Michigan AD Ward Manuel said, we are planning for fans to be in attendance in the fall. Adds that nothing has been finalized by the Big Ten Conference yet. No decisions have been made about capacity. Um, But this is not the first Big Ten school to make this announcement. Um, It definitely won't be the last. And to me, it seems like things are trending in the direction of fans in the stadium Mm-hmm. Fairly normal football season this fall in the Big Ten, and and especially down south, uh, where I don't think that was even a question. But Big Ten conference was a question, obviously, because of how the 2020 season went, and here we are now. People can have just a little bit of a glimmer mm-hmm. of hope that things will be closer to normal this year.
1: Give us any update you can on Ohio State, since I know a lot of our listeners are Ohio State, you know, yeah. enthusiasts. So well,
0: Ohio State just had to <laughs> pause activities today I in the football that. program because of a rise in COVID cases. So that's really unique. And they're getting ready to head into spring ball, I believe, on the 19th. -hmm. So uh, it gives you a little bit of question just about how how close they are, I guess, to having virus issues under control. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to the thing that we talked about in the last episode when these 18 to 22 year olds are able to get vaccinated, I think it changes the game. Yeah. And I truly do believe that Ohio state is planning to have as many people as they will be allowed to have um, in the fall. Now I will couple that by also saying that um, from folks that I've spoken to who might know a little bit more than me, Ohio is trending in the direction of loosening even more of the restrictions um, okay. and that's backed by the numbers. Like I'm okay. one of those people where you're a numbers you know, guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Some, some states just, they make decisions just how they want to, but, um, Ohio has cool. been and able to, My
1: state I in, well, <laughs> yes,
0: among other T states, but Ohio has seen a decrease in cases. They've seen a decrease in hospitalizations and it's been pretty steady. It actually hit a plateau and then it started to go down again, which I think is a really good sign yes. uh, for how the virus is being handled around here. So I'm confident. I'm optimistic.
1: There is a bit of an update I wanted Joshua to get into this because we had touched on the whole um, Texas situation, the eyes of Texas song last week on the podcast and you had some really good stuff to say about that and then this week there is an update on uh, the investigation into you know the song so yeah. I'll let you discuss what that update is and what you feel about the conclusion or what they're saying they've come to a conclusion as.
0: Yeah, it's it's a unique situation. We talked about it, for, but for folks who maybe missed out on the last discussion about the Eyes of Texas, which is, you know, the song that they sing after the football games or whatever, um, you know, there were a number of students and student athletes who lamented that the song had uh, racist undertones and and you know just really struck the wrong chord they didn't want to sing it um, there was a lot of backlash from boosters because tom herman didn't force the players mm-hmm. to sing it many of them walked off the field um now steve Sarkeesian's like oh we're gonna sing the song like you know he's trying to win brownie points yeah. in the state of texas which i understand but come on now um but anyway <laughs> they had a committee which i love these low committee investigations right to look at the history of the eyes of texas released A 58 page report. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand how you can come up with 58 pages worth of information from this investigation. But,
1: like, dang.
0: Yeah, I know. It was released, and uh, the conclusion is that the song was not written with racist intent, which I am very curious to understand how that was concluded because they acknowledge that its first public performance was likely by performers in blackface during a minstrel show, Mm -hmm. which is racist so yeah. um the first public performance would have been in a situation that was blatantly racist but the song itself is i guess was not like the lyrics with racist like- intent but obviously it was easily adapted to suit the the yeah. I, I don't know the the, the musical stylings yeah. of racist so we'll leave that on that It's traditionally played at sporting events. We kind of went over that. The report recommended students not be required to sing the song, which is a really soft way of kind of handling business. And I've got a couple of other bullet points here. Yeah. So they said students can continue to sing the song if they choose to do so. They want to educate students on this topic, this song through student activities. They said they will teach the history of the eyes and the university at student orientations, which is really weird. Like, what what are you, this is, I guess, the question for me. And, and this gets into this cancel culture topic, this censorship topic that is such a, a buzzword mm-hmm. in today's society. And folks are like, well, these should be teaching moments and these should be used to educate. But I don't know if we're fully equipped to educate properly, because I don't think people are equipped to receive some of the messages the way that they're intended to be received. And I also don't think a lot of times that the teachers are actually Mm -hmm. fully, um, they don't have the full amount of information to teach these things, neither here nor there. This is all my opinion. Um, And then finally they said they were going to create a fund, Uh, for student athletes to have an active role in leading, learning, and directing efforts for positive social change. So essentially, they're like, we're going to keep our little racist song because a lot of people like it here. We're going to talk about our racist song. And uh, if you want to sing it, you can sing it. If you don't, you don't. But here's 58 pages on uh, why the song is not technically racist, but it was also performed in very racist settings. Enjoy.
1: This is like the, the, the sneakiest, like, it's it the softest, out? like that's we're, one. we're going to yeah. do
0: something. It's a performance is what it really is. Yes. Is they're performing as if they care and as if they want to make an impact, but they that's also exactly. don't want to piss people off who like racist things. Like it's, that's literally what it is. Like, Oh, we'll give you a fun And like, you don't have to sing it, but if you want to sing it, then you can surely sing it. And like, Oh, yeah. it's, that's exact. it's, it's all, this is just, and it's everything is such a performance nowadays, but it's like, if they really wanted to make an impact, they would, they would adapt the lyrics to something a little bit more modern I or they agree. would fully acknowledge that, hey, like there's been a lot of racism surrounding this song is problematic. So um, we're, we're going to uh, pick a student yep. to write us a yep. new song and we'll move on from there.
1: That's the way I look at things. Like let's make a really bad situation into something good yeah so whether that be finding a cool way to change it to get the student body involved to raise money for something
0: they're I, not gonna let the tail wag the dog
1: nope <laughs> they're not it, it may be in another place yeah that would be a situation but because we've established that the donors really run the show yes. and i just don't see that changing
0: no it, the, I mean, that's, that's the bigger part of it, Kayla, not to yeah. cut you off. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's the university of Texas. Like yeah. that is, it's 100% expected. That was the expected outcome for me. Um, they, they've they got a lot of things that they're dealing with. Obviously they've got some history just as a state and as a university, but they've got some boosters who um, are very powerful people that they have to answer to because mm-hmm. they're trying to run a business as well. It's just a bad situation.
1: As a player with that perturb you.
0: It pisses me off. Honestly, yeah. And I would implore recruits, and it's not like we have recruits listening to this, but like I would implore them to take a step back and and really evaluate what just happened, yeah, and how they responded to it, and really make a an informed decision on how the university feels about you mm-hmm. as a black person, how the boosters who made it very clear where they stood on it, feel about you as a black person, mm-hmm. and then decide if you want to spend four years at that university and make them a shit ton of money that yeah. you're not going to see. And I just, I'll leave it at that.
1: That's good advice. That's the advice I'd give if I were a player, but I'm That's not, it? but I'd still get that advice. <laughs> but
0: you <laughs> because, got the player mentality. Right?
1: right? I do, man. <laughs> it's like I was born to be a player, but just wasn't. So we're going to wrap things up with our final segment. And I thought this was just... <laughs> I just wanted something to yell at. This is amazing, isn't it? Okay, yes. Let's let's That's, go in on this one. Doesn't it make you want to just like yell at someone about this what just happened? And I'll explain what happened. Get loud! Yeah. Get loud! So wasted money is what I like to title this segment because it's just <clears> a throat> joke. Throat> so if the Tennessee Volunteers weren't laughable already because of the dumb decisions they've made the past several years with their football program, this could elevate them to a whole nother level. So they notified former interim head coach. Yes, that was his title at one point, friends. Former interim head coach of Tennessee, Kevin Steele, who we all know, you know, from Auburn, that he will not be retained by Josh Heupel, who is now the new head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, But, Mm -hmm. here's the but, Mm -hmm. he will receive his full $900,000 salary Mm -hmm. over the next two years, folks. Mm -hmm. And he was on the job less than two months.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: What are we doing?
0: What are we doing?
1: How is this legal?
0: I'm telling you, the (laughs) agents, I'm telling you. I mean, if you have a really good agent, then you are just going to be a rich person if you get into coaching. It's, It's amazing to me. And then this is the part that just, like I, we've watched Tennessee just light money on fire. They yeah, yeah. burn it, they don't yeah. care. But we will hear about how these athletic departments are struggling to keep Olympic sports and struggling to keep non-revenue sports. Yeah. And then we can look at this, they've got a million dollars to pay to a guy who's not gonna be employed by the school. Yeah, Like th- that is the thing that just, it it drives me nuts about college football as we can say in a pandemic, we've got budgetary issues. They got a million dollars to pay to a guy who's not gonna be coaching. Wow. Kansas had a uh, $2 million to give to less Miles. Like, I'm, I'm off of this.
1: Like, we talk about, let's make, you know, the world a better place. Yeah, okay. It's like, then you go to United States and you see like college football just throwing around money. Yep, like, yep. you know, it's, I don't know when the economy boosted the most, but whatever year that uh, was. And yet these guys are, are just, it's like, nobody really says anything. Nobody really cares. We do. Cause I think it's ridiculous. That's it why we talk about it on the podcast. Cause I think anybody who's a normal person who is just making, you know, making ends meet in the middle of this pandemic, that's hopefully ending soon. They look at this and they're like, what are we, where are we living?
0: Yep. How is this and even possible? To your point, like, the 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 reason they have money to do this is because they have rich benefactors that give them money to do
1: this exactly
0: but the way that we have been taught about our system is that we will um we will tailor the tax code to benefit the most rich benefactors so their investments aren't taxed at a a mm-hmm. a normal income rate that if they take out debt um to generate income that debt is not taxed and so they can take that like all these different things i'm not going to get too far in the weeds on it but the moral of that story is um we were told that our tax codes in our system was set up so those people could be prosperous and then the money would trickle down and eventually reach people who needed it and what we've come to learn is that these people will gladly give a million dollars to somebody so they don't coach at their school mm-hmm. but wouldn't wouldn't walk across the street to spit on someone who's on fire who's really in need of help exactly and i think college football like i i love i love covering college football but it's Absolutely. a microcosm of a lot of things that i feel like are just terrible absolutely terrible
1: terrible Terrible.
0: i know just
1: terrible is
0: wild Um, i mean it's it's it's, we got free will though that's the the most beautiful thing about where we're at is you get to do whatever you want to do but it's just wild watching people make these decisions and then for for some people to act like this is normal
1: well and i think that is really another thing to take from this is what in the hell was Tennessee thinking
0: like did they really not
1: have any plan and this was like they had they felt like they had to do something at the time to put something in place that's what I felt like it was I mean the decisions made by Tennessee continue to just baffle me who like whoever is running the show which obviously we know there's certain people at the top who have more say than others Mm -hmm. but it's like did you go to school like did you get a degree or because it's like the decisions that you make don't show that you like know what you're doing
0: well yeah and it's it's a lot of overly emotional men making decisions which again we can get into some of the 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 things on that but we we had talked about we speculated on this show what tennessee was gonna do we're like maybe they're not in a rush to hire a new head coach they're gonna wait it out they got this guy they named him interim head coach we talked about how much money they were gonna pay him you know he's like he's going to take, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get an AD in place. They're going to take their time. And it's like, no, we're going to make rash decisions yep. like we typically do because we're Tennessee and we can't get anything right.
1: That's exactly what they did. And so now, you know, four five, six months down the road, it, I'll just be interested to see what, what's going on with that program because the drama, it always follows them. So I don't think we're done with talking about the crazy decisions Tennessee makes. I mean, I wish them the best. I hope that they figure it out, but (laughs) prove me wrong, man. (laughs) Well, that does it for this episode of Press Pass. We always enjoy you guys who listen. We now have um, the YouTube situation. We're working that out. We're trying to get it where we can kind of connect video and audio so that you can pick from one platform if you want to watch us or, of course, listen to us. Uh, in the car or wherever you like to get your podcasts. but we appreciate you. We always encourage you to subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And then you can go follow us on social media because we're always entertaining on the platforms. Joshua, give the folks your handle.
0: At RIP underscore JEP. Um, you can holler at your boy. Um, I, I have a feeling that this might be the week where I just get real fired up about something and start a, uh, I'll, I'll burn the timeline down. I'll put it like that. Let's
1: go. Let's do this. It's been a while since I've seen my timeline blown up, which is always fun. I can, you can follow me at Kayla Anderson TV on uh, Instagram and Twitter. We are also on Instagram at Press Pass Pod. Thanks so much, you guys. Enjoy your week. And we'll be back here next week for another episode of Press Pass. Take care.